we're all protecting you. We have, we have all protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? Yeah, what you told us. I don't ever bring you guys around me like Let me tell you something. the only thing. If I want to see that, I would have wrote it. I mean, I'm not really sure what I've done to you, but I'm looking for you Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hot and Bravo podcast, part of the Buttered Pop Network. It's Eddie Estrada here with my co-host for all things NYC, and that is Armin McArmster. Army, how you doing? I'm doing good, Eddie. I just had a mint. I'm feeling fresh. I'm ready to go. Do you get the reference? <laughs> yes. Do- Ridiculous. I'm like, I'm like, it's 11 a.m. You should have brushed your teeth by now. I did. That was the mint. <laughs> I know. Um, does anyone come up with lines as well as Dorinda Medley? Uh, yeah, Sonia Morgan. Yeah, true. <laughs> Man, this whole cast. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. I, I also, the- I also got to give a shout out to Nene Leakes. Oh, true. And, and formerly Phaedra Parks, she um, could she could turn a phrase. Uh, she had some Phaedra, great lines. We, I were uh, Kelsey's. My roommate is rewatching RuPaul's Drag Race because she's never seen it since the beginning, and infamously. In All Stars uh, three or All Stars four? No, it was All Stars three. Uh, uh, Kennedy Davenport was Phaedra Parks, and she was she went from for Church Snatch girl Game to, for Snatch Game. She nice. went from Church Girl to Naughty Girl, and I was like, wow, this is Phaedra. I do miss Phaedra a bit. She was good. Did Did you see that news report that Phaedra was coming back, replacing they, Cynthia Bailey? I mean, th- I I don't think that's true. That I mean, would be if, nuts. I mean, it, it could happen. I just feel like Candy would never let that happen. She already let Portia back. She's I, I'd be shocked. She's going back, too. Freaking frack back together. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that freaking frack is still going, you know? I, I, I think they're no longer. Um, but I love the freaking frack of Tinsley and Dorinda. Or, sorry, uh, I said their names wrong. Tinsdale and Dorita. Oh my God. Can we just, first of all, before we get into the episode, because this is like such a minor part of the episode that I feel like we just need to talk about it. This boxing coach is everything I want more. I want him in every single episode. He is, as he's speaking to Tinsley, he's speaking to me. Like his, like, I'm not, I'm not kidding you. I need to go to this man for therapy and boxing lessons. Like, I just want to be like, Edwin, yeah, you know, you're doing all these things that you shouldn't be doing. I'm like, yes, thank you. But my name's Eddie, not Edwin. <laughs> it's funny that you said Edwin, because I was just thinking that Teddy must be so pissed that this boxing coach is taking up the accountability coach space on Bravo. <laughs> because right now, Teddy's number two in terms of accountability coaches. This boxing guy, he, like you said, legendary. He's great. He likes to call Tinsdale a legend. No, he's the legend. He reminds me, you know who he reminds me of? Of Nick Nolte. That's exactly what I was going to say. The voice, the look, everything. Yes. Like, he's a character. He is literally. He's very much so a character. A Nick Nolte character. Like, it's insane. Like, I, I, I don't understand his voice. I don't understand his look. I don't understand how this man also is so wise and, like, is, like, <laughs> spitting truth. Like. He's like, you don't want a fairy tale. You want to be a legend. Yes. Like, put this guy on a soul cycle bike and have him teach literally. Like, this man, I need, I need, I just need, I need to go to therapy in New York from this boxing coach. I'm moving to New York and I'm taking boxing. And he has a very simple ethos. It's just like, fight your enemy. That's it. He's like, like, fight Dorita. 
Don't let her get in your head. Pretend pretend I'm Dorito. Pretend I'm a Dorito. Like, what? And she's like, oh, Dorinda. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Wow. This was, yeah. This is another great episode, by the way. Yeah. Thank you, Roni. Yeah. Um, I, but I, I do want to talk. There's, there's a lot of stuff we need to talk about this episode and it all has to do with the whole episode was about Dorinda and Tinsley with a little bit of drinking from Sonia and a little bit of lion from Luann. Um, so where do you want to start? Let's start with maybe with Luann going over to Leah's apartment and let's talk about her blatant lie that she did not know that vodka was in water when she took the first sip. Oh, that's such a minor moment because technically when she picked up the drink, she did not know it was vodka. Okay. Right? Like no, she, picked, she did. No, they she said picks, that, they, before she picked it up. They said that's not that's not vodka. That's not vodka. And no, then she took a drink from it. I guess this is being pedantic, right? But okay. what exactly happened was she picked up the drink, right? And as she's bringing it to her mouth, Ramona's like, "No, no, 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 that's vodka." And then she takes the sip, but she initially picks up the glass, thinking it's water. So who cares? I mean, if she wanted to be hyper accurate, she would say well, that to Leah. But she, what she's trying to convey to Leah is that she only ever grabbed for the glass because she thought it was water. She didn't grab for it initially because it was vodka. I I think Luann, and I'm not holding it against Luann. I think Luann should be drinking if she thinks it's okay for her. I said this last episode. But if she is, I want Luann to be more honest that she's looking to drink again, that she's you know, like, she's not afraid of it. I feel like she used this as an excuse, like, oh, I didn't know it was water, so I, you know, this is when I took my chance. I think Luann had been planning to drink. We've seen it the whole so episode So she faked before. that whole thing? I think she, it was, she was trying to make it more of, like, less of a blow, being like, oh, I drank, as opposed to, I'm thinking about drinking, I think tonight's gonna be the night I'm gonna drink, and I'm gonna do it. You know what I mean? Like, because I said before, I don't think this is a decision she made in that instant. Because of everything that she's been through, the support that she's had, I'm sure she talked to her sponsor. I'm sure she talked to the other, you know, other people. She even talked to Jacques about it. It was an active decision, and I'd rather see Luann be honest about the decision she's making and who she's becoming and who she wants to be, as opposed to still doing the same old Luann where she's trying to like worry about her image, worry about this countess, worry about everything. Like Luann, the realer you are, the more we like you. We liked Luann when Luann was, you know, full bone crazy Luann and really owning up to her shit and then all of a sudden she flipped again because she has to have this image and I think that's where it's coming for me and even more so in that scene we're seeing this old Luann come back when she's dragging Leah about her house (laughs) but that's also the real Lou Lou is a little pretentious and Lou likes the opulent lifestyle Leah's apartment was sick as hell like no I I liked it yeah no I loved it it was I thought, I thought it was, it was very great. bright too and colorful. Like that's the yeah. kind of apartment I would want to live in. Hundred percent. And, and 100%. for a single mom, if for a single mom in New York, she has an own room for her kid. Yeah, isn't even there all the time. A spacious place. Like I was like, yeah, I feel this. I love it. Lou is used to going to Bethany's massive penthouses. That's why. Yeah. And, <laughs> um, and, and asking people for millions of dollars to buy her own house. So you know, right? Exactly. Oranges and apples. Think about last season, Eddie. Everyone made fun of Lou's house for being too small. Well, Luann's house also looked like shit, and it was a circle, and I don't even understand. <laughs> like I, as someone who's not like a home, it looked like a like frisbee. A real estate, like yeah, it was it was weird. I didn't like I didn't like Luann's house either. I, I like I, I kind of liked it. I didn't hate it. 
you want to wipe that brown off your nose, Armin? Because let's see, we're going to go from one to the other in a bit because, you know, I know how you feel about Dorinda. Um, Let's talk about, um, I don't know, what what else do we have to talk about before we get into the, this weed orchards event? I think we go straight to the weed orchards event. I think we should just go to it. That was the bulk Um, of the episode. It really was the entire episode. So Luann is having this trip where the ladies are going to weed orchards. You know what we could talk about, although it comes up at the weed orchards? Dorinda breaking up with John. Which we kind of figured when this article came out months ago, it was speculation and she didn't confirm it. Obviously because they were going to confirm it on the show. Um, And we had been thinking she was still dating John up until last episode. Um, Actually... Sonia and Matthew actually brought this up when we recorded a while back, but when we were watching Watch What Happens Live with Sonia and Betch Sesh um, on Watch What Happens Live, uh, she mentioned that Dorinda was no longer with John kind of casually and no one picked it up. And Sonia kind of revealed that this was going to happen this season a while back. And I was like, well, we don't know yet. Maybe it happens after the season, but we see it actually happen this episode. It's basically what we suspected. Dorinda's outgrown John. I think we all felt like Dorinda outgrew John years ago. I Years ago. But season two, he was on. Like, maybe the first season he was on. We've said this many times, and I think Lou said it in this episode. Dorinda really appreciated how John was there for her after Richard died. Mm-hmm. And I think she she hung on a little longer because of that, you know? because. Yeah. She had such an emotional attachment to John because of everything he did in her darkest hour. Um, but it it was probably time. I think John and Dorinda are a bit of a mismatch. And it's not because of the lack of a board seat, as Ramona put it. I think that's dumb and irrelevant. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> I just don't think he's quite the caring guy that Dorinda needs, you know? Like Dorinda said, like I need not. someone to be that house cat to care for me, to be there with my kitty, right? But Dorinda... He is an outdoors cat. Like it, this dates back to he one of loves- the first, the, one of the first ever moments with John. Right? What are you doing here without Dorinda? This has I mean, always been an issue with John. He's everywhere in New York City, out doing the nightlife till four a.m. without Dorinda. But like that's the thing is like, I think Dorinda finally, especially what we got to see last episode, is that Dorinda figured out that John is more worried about the John image than he is about the Dorinda image or the Dorinda and John image. It's all about John, 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 John. And we've seen this since the beginning where he always makes the same jokes about his dry cleaning. He always like has to do this. Like it's the John show. And it's like, dude, like your woman clearly wants more from you and you can't even not go to a party because you have to be seen and be seen because you're dating a housewife. Grow up. Remember Bethany would accuse John of, exploiting Dorinda for clout on the show. Yes. Like, I think she straight up said, like, you're looking for that apple. Uh-huh. Um, and one of the rare times that's the ever happened, by the way, in Roni. Like, there's not that many, like, house husbands vying for attention. It was, It's basically, basically like Simon Van Kempen, Mario, and John. <laughs> the, the Holy Trinity. The Holy Trinity <laughs> of house husbands of New York. And it's, like, literally just those three ever. It's it, those three guys just constantly. There's Bobby, but Bobby was such a sweetheart, so we're not going to lump him in with those guys. But those guys were kind of thinking they were in the main cast, and they were oh, never they, in they, the main cast. Sorry, guys. They are main cast. They're main cast. Come on, Armin. They're, they're, series, re- they're series regulars at this point. Uh, at one point, Mario was getting into more tiffs with the ladies than even Ramona. Season yes. three? <laughs> yes. Count less? 
never Countless. forget it. Never forget it. Um, and I guess the other thing we could talk about is at the beginning of the episode, because this actually segues to the Weed Orchards, uh, Dorinda was like, I'm done with Tinsley, right? Like, she's irrelevant. As she said, she's a mint in my mouth. She's a mint, she's a mint in my mouth. She's nothing, right? She goes down. Um, but, you know, I don't know if that's the case. But but that's, that's a pretty big fucking mint because she can get that <laughs> shit down for no matter how much wine she's drinking. It's stuck in her throat, that mint. I love it. I love it. <laughs> the Tinsdale Mint. Tinsdale kind of sounds like a mint company. Okay, but her name is Tinsley, not Tinsdale. You know what I you know what I think it is? I think that boxing dude thinks that Tinsley is Ashley Tisdale. Oh my god. Which I kind of love because you know I'm a big Ashley Tisdale fan. I know you are. I Don't you think that like he has some niece that... or nephew who watches Sweet Life or some shit? And he's like, oh, this is Ashley Tinsdale because the cameras are here. Ashley Tisdale, not Tinsdale. Right, no, no, but like he <laughs> no, hears Tinsdale. Yeah, yeah, so he's like, is... oh, oh, this is Ashley Tinsdale in his head. I, that's hilarious. Yeah. That's such a funny, like, I, mm-hmm. honestly, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Which, what a, honestly, that's such a... um a compliment to both of them. I think it's so it's such a compliment for Tinsley to be called Ashley Tinsley. I think it's such a compliment for Ashley Tinsley to be called Tinsley. So two peas in a pod, huh? Um, I want to bring up before. Well, let's let's bring up the fight. Let's let's just get to the orchards because I want to bring up the fight between Tinsley and Dorinda about what we just talked about with John mm-hmm. and the breakup with John. So right. Um, they go to weed orchards. Um, Leah's upset because there is no weed at weed orchards. It is just an apple orchard and corn maze. Um, contrary to the name and the belief. Um, so they all decide to go there. And these girls, first of all, I'm telling you, these girls reached out from the orchard directly to the housewives. These girls were dressed the yeah. nice, makeup done, ready to be, give their housewives debut. And you know what? Proud of them for it. You know, if I orange an orchard or like worked at one that the housewives could go to. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if, like, I'm being 100% real, if there was, like, a real house in, like, San Francisco, I would, like, literally have them take a trip to my cousin's, like, olive olive oil, like, an, a grape orchard, like, in Sacramento. Like, I would literally be like, well, we're going to host a tour here for all of the real houses in San Francisco. Um, I mean, they gave but, it away at intro when they were like, oh, my God, so nice to meet you, Luann. Yeah, Luann. <laughs> thanks for so much for so, setting this so up So nice with to us. meet you, Luann. <laughs> I knew like, okay. right then and there that they were huge fans. Yeah. They were huge fans. You're absolutely right. Um, but I loved, I loved the women all just being ready to be like, yeah, it's our breakfast wine. It's a thing. And we're going to be drinking it. Love <laughs> I it. was like. Appropriately sized glass, by the way. Shout out to Dorit. You know, Dorit always has comments on the glassware. I thought oh that I thought that glass was appropriately sized. I like him about three feet tall. Yeah. Dorinda had the right glassware for the situation. Yes. Well, for her especially, because we know she's a fish. Um, <laughs> and she drinks a lot this episode and then starts... The fight starts between Tinsley and Dorinda because Elise has to bring up what's going on with John. So we have Elise who has been just like this thorn in our side since the beginning. Let's no, be real. Perfect. Thank you, Elise. Producing. Yeah. Producing. She's really trying this season and she's doing the stuff the producers want her to do, like bringing up John. Um, this starts into a whole fight about Tinsley and Dorinda and about Dorinda not letting anyone know that her and John broke up and letting it kind of be revealed in the press instead now but but you know what though i wish it was a a fight like that because as leah said um 
Tinsley didn't say it directly. She was muttering yes. all her grievances. I would have said yes. it direct. What really happened was Dorinda starts to actually, you know, pour her heart out there. Oh and, my God, Armin. <laughs> and she's talking about the difficulties with John and how it's been tough and how she's a w- whole different person today than she was seven years ago when her husband died, et cetera, et cetera. And the whole time, Tinsley's muttering under her breath, like, oh, wow, so, like, now you're sharing. Oh, I thought we always had to share, and, like, I'm not sharing enough, but I guess you're not sharing immediately either. Ba-ba-ba-ba, hypocrite. And, and Tinsley is 100% right. I think Luann, I think Dorinda no, she's is, not. like... No, she's absolutely... Not oh 100%, 100% right. Okay, this we're going to get into this because I have a couple things okay. to say about the way Dorinda was acting. All right, please, go ahead. Dorinda, first of all, always calls out everyone for not sharing their shit, and she only shares her shit when she's forced to, which is completely the opposite of what she's expecting everyone else to do, one. Second, she's degrading the relationship that Tinsley had with her ex-husband, the Mortimer. By the way, Tinsley... And uh, and her husband and Dorinda and her husband were married for the same amount of time. Mind you, Tinsley had been dating him for about 15 years earlier because they were high school sweethearts. So Tinsley's relationship with her husband, which much longer than Dorinda's, yes, Dorinda's husband died and she is a widow and that is a completely different situation. Yes. But at the same time, that does not der- give Dorinda any right to degrade the relationship between Tinsley and her husband. And that's where Tinsley's coming from. Tinsley, yes, understands the situation is different. Yeah, she's obviously understands where Dorinda's coming from, and I do too. But at the same time, I think Dorinda is so blinded by her rage and hate for Tinsley that she doesn't see where Tinsley's coming from as well because she is a total fucking bitch in this scene, and she's a terrible person. And honestly, I am like starting to very dislike Dor- Dorinda because she just sounds like a bitter old woman. That's all she sounds like at this point. I have never liked Dorinda more. Wow, Thank you. you are on the wrong side of history. Oh, no, no, this is very much the right side of history. Everyone was saying, Dorinda, you're being mean. Dorinda, you're being cruel. Dorinda's like, no, no, this has to be said. This is exactly what's going on. Thank you, Dorinda. Thank you for not bowing down to pressure to have to be nice and civil. Because what Dorinda is really talking about here, and she's too drunk to really articulate it, Tinsley is not a serious person. And, and you think Dorinda is? Dorinda's like the least serious. She's a literal alcoholic. It's not about how you comport yourself. The substance of what Dorinda talks about is extremely serious. When later in that scene, Dorinda's talking about her bouts with suicidal thoughts, her bouts with alcoholism, her extreme depression. Yeah, that's serious shit, Eddie. And you know what? Dorinda is just so hard on herself and sets such a high standard that she is going to say, I don't give enough. She's the one who said it about herself. If she didn't say it, that may not even be a perception. But Dorinda actually lays out a lot on the line. We've talked about it a lot. The Dorinda breakdowns. the And not the breakdowns of like, I made it nice. I did it nice. Those are goofy and hilarious. And by the way, being a serious person doesn't mean you can't also be goofy and comical and have a good time. That's totally in the cards. I'd say Bethany's a serious person who also gives us the, the humor, right? But In that scene, Dorinda mocked Tinsley for what she believes Tinsley to be, an unserious, shallow person, when she's like, oh, my hair is curly sometimes, and then my hair is straight, and my mom wants it to be curly, but I want it to be straight, and blah, blah, blah. That is the depth of Tinsley's drama. Give me one, give me a drama that has more depth than that with Tinsley. I'm not talking about her with the Mortimer. That hasn't been a thing ever on this show. 
Okay. Well, how it, about when she first came on to this season, the situation that she had was the reason she had to move to New York in the first place and live with Sonia is because she was in a highly abusive, drug-addicted, alcohol-fueled relationship. She was in that ended her in jail. That she had, she attacked someone. She very clearly laid that on the table. That is public knowledge. That is public news. Everyone knows that about Julie Mortimer. Mortimer. That is a hard ass thing that she had to go through, and it literally her relationship destroyed her. Yes, oh, I bet she's gone through how, really difficult yeah. times in her life, but I don't think she conveys that to her friends. I mean, they all think the same thing about her. They all I, do. Literally. I'm, literally by the way, Luke I don't know her. Luke I'm watching this Luke show Luke and gathering the info. Dorinda saying it. They're all saying it. Literally, the only people saying it are Dorinda, Ramona, and Sonia. Luann is on Tinsley's side, and Leah is on Tinsley's side. Although, no, Leah made fun of Tinsley for the whole uh, hair thing. She did. She thought it was was a joke. Yes, but the hair thing is one freaking thing. But if you watch the totality of the show, at least what they give us, that is Tinsley. That, that, to me... Yes, I'm seeing yeah. Tinsley having a relationship issues, trying to figure out what where she wants to live her life. Is family more important or is love more important? Is she have to she has to live up to the, the values of her mom or is she going to stick up for herself? That in itself is a whole battle that I understand and that I see. You know what I mean? Like the thing is, is that you can't devalue someone's journey because it's not the same journey and they're not haven't been through the same exact things. You can't hold Dorinda's life and compare it to Tinsley's life because they're two completely different lives. And at the same time, Tinsley's stuff is very important for some people. And people are going through that. Yeah, the hair thing is bullshit. Whatever. That hair thing was a small little scene. But we know how the editors work. We know that the Bravo editors are obviously very biased with who that they who and what they show. As we found out with this whole Sheena drama coming out this year. Yeah, they but I'm are... going to treat this like a fictionalized show. Based on what they have given us. Look, maybe in real life, you're right. Tinsley deals with... A, a lot not of a issues. Line, so it's reality TV. Right, like, right. No, no, but but you ha- you the only have the narrative that they give you. The, you yeah, only have the, the narrative. Biggest, you are the biggest defender of second screens and seeing the whole picture. So if you're going to defend that for Vanderpump Rules and Beverly Hills, no, it's not defending else, it. It's an element. It. Yeah, but it what is. what so element is Tinsley screen. really giving us on the second screen? Like shots of shots of her shots of her at Lollapalooza. Like, come on. Okay, come on. But you have to understand is like I'm. I'm here for the new Tinsley. I'm here for the new Leah. I'm here for the younger cast. I'm not. I'm done listening to Dorinda cry about oh, the same thing she's cried about. I for love five Dorinda. That the best moment of all of this shit was when Dorinda's talking about some real shit, right? And, and this, what I love about Dorinda, it's it's human shit. It's it's universal. When Dorinda's talking about not not expecting to be where she is at this time in her life, right? When she was younger, right? Thinking thinking to herself, how did I end up here? How did I end up here? And then you see the interplay with Sonia, right? Sonia's like, yeah, raising this girl. <laughs> pointing, pointing to Tinsley, right? You didn't expect to be a mother to Tinsley. That was just a joke. I love that. And she's like, I'm always a good person. I'm always a decent person. I always do the right thing. Sonia interjecting, saying, you always pay your taxes. I thought that was just a funny interplay. But what Dorinda was saying had so much substance, so much depth. It's something we could all relate to. Most people wonder... How did I get here? What was my journey? I probably when and, I was and, younger, and 20 years ago, I didn't think I was going to end up here, right? And Tinsley, it's like like you said, like, oh, she has like an overbearing mother and she's always trying to figure out like like how she could step out of her mother's shadows. Sort of relatable, but then some of the details, like she is a 44-year-old person. And Dorinda's 85. Like you have to look at that Dorinda's uh, lived her life and Dorinda's Tinsley's 55. going. And Tinsley's going through it at this, like Tinsley's going through something that Dorinda went through before. And the thing is, I feel like do you, do, do Dorinda, you, 
Dorinda cannot give Tinsley the time to grow for herself and understand what she's going through and doesn't understand that though Tinsley's like situation in life is a little bit different, she's literally going through the same thing that Dorinda has gone through. And I think that is what Dorinda is like literally harping on is that she sees Tinsley going in a, a way that might be not what she chose and that she's freaking out and let Tinsley live her own life. Dorinda, if you messed up yours, that's your fault. You were the one who dated John for five years, not not Tinsley. <laughs> to me, I find it hard to relate to someone who at age 45 uh, is still struggling to find their own voice apart from their mothers. And I, that's you, Armin. Like, uh, to be honest. I'm not 45. I just, I, think, I just think that's, I that's kind I, of I mean, silly. But, there's, but there's, a, there's a difference. I mean, like, Armin, like, this is something like personally like I am my own person everything but I will always have respect like for my mother and what my mother says will always be the final thing that goes and that's something that I relate to and understand is like the value of my mother is so important to me that I would if if I at age 44 was going through the same stuff I would be literally going through similar things that Tinsley's going through with Dale because like I have like I don't know my relationship with my mom is one of the things I value so much in my life Dorinda has a very special relationship with her mom. She was brought up but in this episode. Dif- but it's different. It's different. Yeah, but when you the put it is. when you put it like, oh, you value your mom, it's the insinuation is that other people don't value their mom for well, no, living not, by their word. Like but it's not like that. It's like it's it, that's not what I mean by like not valuing their mom, but like I don't know. Like I I think my I yes, I think everyone values their mom, but like I feel like my relationship with my mom is very much like Tinsley's relationship with her mom where it's like I don't know, like the way I, sh- I show my mom that I value and respect her and love her is by listening to her word and understanding what she says. And like, who decides your haircut? I do. But if my mom, my mom literally told me, hey, you're looking, your hair's looking a little bit weird this way. And guess what? I changed it because I value my mom's opinion. And you love, she's you, right. no, no, you, you are willing to cry over this haircut. This is not like a thing. Maybe it looks weird and you're not committed to it. You are so committed that you will actually cry over it. Right. Would you change? Would you? No, no, no. Be real. Be real about it. You wouldn't. I know you. You have conviction about this stuff. If you like a style, if you like a certain outfit, if you like, if you like your hair a certain way that you're willing to cry over, Eddie, there's no way you would even let your mom change that. I, I almost didn't do a reality TV show because my mom had. That's a much bigger life thing. That's the whole point. It's a simple haircut. That's a huge life decision. That's and not walking, equivalent. Walking, walking the final run, fi- walking the final look of a runway show, and having that image. Like you have to understand, it's not just a haircut that you're wearing. Like she's closing the Garrow Sparrow show. This is a big moment. <laughs> like the I love how that's like, like said as a big deal. Like the closing is, the Garrow Sparrow I mean, it show. It is a big deal. Like yeah. I mean, my thing is, is like you don't understand that like. Everyone's everyone's life has value. Everyone's life is important. I'm not saying that her life, life doesn't have different. value, but but Tinsley, no, you literally Tinsley, said that, you literally said that she's not a serious person. She's not, but you can. People are not serious people. She is not. Tinsley, Bethany got on Tinsley for this. Everyone got on Tinsley for this. This is this is not like a new accusation. Tinsley is notably superficial. I'm not the first. I'm, this is not a groundbreaking opinion. But I think and this Dorinda is not superficial. How much plastic surgery and shit she's gone over the past few years worries so much about her shirts and her costume wear and her earrings and her hair. Like all of these women, I think they all they're all vain. They're all vain. But I think but I think the point is the substance in what they bring to the relationships. I think yeah, Tinsley has proven to be quite superficial. First season when literally she was having like 
Sonia down her ass for literally doing nothing. Like this girl. Right, but that remember what that was about. I literally just watched that season. That the whole thing was just about how like Tinsley would Tinsley want to Tinsley didn't thank her. Which she did. Yeah, constantly. yeah, this is dumb. It's just like the whole thing was dumb, honestly. Like it was funny, but it was just like but you it was literally the understand. whole thing was like Tinsley asked Connor to grab like boxes for her at yes. the front door and shit. Like again, uh, well, Eddie, where is the substance? That's not the substantial. Wh- no, but this is the that thing. That works for women- Beverly Hills. I it, it, you know what it is in this franchise, it doesn't work at least for me. With Tinsley, what what can you say she's done since season 9? Seriously, she's got with Scott and she's broken up with Scott a billion times. That's it. That's it. She's moved into her own place out of Sonia's She place. moved she's into a place. She moved into fig- she did the bare basics okay. as a human she's adult. She's trying to figure out she's trying to figure out if she wants to have children by herself or if she wants to have it like if she wants to have And that's a very person. that's a singular does, journey. Does does she choose to live with someone because that's what the life she wants to live and she wants love or does she want a family instead? Like that is a hard decision and you know what they're not showing it that But much it's all indecision. They're showing they're showing Dorinda cry over Richard for the seventh time. But it's all they're not showing Dor- Tinsley's story. Like that's the thing but you also have to understand is they show us what they want to show us. And Tinsley has been showing her shit. It, it's just the way that it's cut. And I feel terrible for Tinsley. And honestly, I hope Tinsley goes and starts Real Housewives of Chicago at this point, because I think Tinsley can honestly hold her own show at this point. I feel like she's really come into her own. And I've said that. And I feel like these women will never give Tinsley a chance because they think of her as a little girl. They think of her as a child and they have since the beginning and she will never grow out of that. Hey, on many, many occasions, you've even agreed that Tinsley kind of feels like on her own little treadmill, right? Yes. And the rest of the lady- these ladies don't give her a chance. Well, but that's a part of the dynamic, though. That's what I'm describing. Like, Tinsley just, even if we want to say, you know what, she could bring some gravitas to the show, she could bring some value to the show, it just doesn't work. The dynamic doesn't work. Now it's actually kind of juicy. I mean, this is a fun argument. Um, but it takes someone pulling her in, right? In the early seasons, she just kind of was on her own little island. Dorinda's always been in the mix. You keep hanging with the ancient ladies and never give Tinsley a chance you, because you just feel like she's not a serious person because she's too young. And that's no, I don't think it. she's not a serious person because I, she's uh, too I mean, young. We're sitting, on, we're sitting on opposite sides of the reunion. We're on opposite. We're on side opposite sides. But can I just say something? You said that you feel like you're Aaliyah, right? And Leah's defending Tinsley. Leah no, Leah loves it. Dorinda. I mean, she's defending Tinsley too, but she loves Dorinda. You're you're saying, oh, you're calling Dorinda an Leah? old an old has been man. That's that's she not is. nice. And you know what? Leah is being nice to Dorinda because Dorinda's coming after Leah, and Leah understands that you gotta make peace if you don't want to get eaten alive. Leah's playing a good game first season, and Leah is a fan of the show. She understands what's going on. When Dorinda um, broke down, like, and she was talking about like wanting to commit suicide stuff that was a real ass moment and and those are the moments that dorinda quite frankly she's famous for right and you know leah in that moment was really really nice and she was comforting dorinda and she was very sympathetic towards her i thought i actually thought aside from the fact that it was it was honestly made me sad that that moment i thought it was like a nice scene of togetherness after we saw like a lot of divisiveness right Dorinda really has an issue with the way Tinsley lives her life, which is I just, embarrassing I, for Dorinda. I don't think Dorinda respects Tinsley. I think that's what it comes down to. I think t- she does not respect the fact that that Tinsley can only talk about the most shallow things in the world. I think that's what it comes down to. And I think that's a Dorinda. I think that's a Dorinda cloud because I feel like that's... And I, I don't think Tinsley would want to share anything with Dorinda because... And she's sharing stuff with Leah. She's sharing stuff with others. But I wouldn't want to share anything with Dorinda either. If she's just going to judge me and say that what I, what my, my life is silly and my life isn't the same because I haven't been the same stuff as her. Like, no, my life is valued. My journey is valid as well. 
just because your journey is different doesn't make it any better. Doesn't make it any more serious. My journey is my journey, and you should respect that for me. That's where no, I'm no, coming it's, from. No, it's fair to say that some journeys are far more serious. And it's also the worldview. I mean, Tinsley's worldview is famously small. And Dorinda's worldview right now is John, Richard, and alcohol. So you know what? Apples and oranges. <laughs> I like that worldview. The Sultan of Stain, some martinis. Yeah, it sounds pretty fun. I, I think we're on different sides. I think we're on opposite sides of the couch this season, Armin. This reunion is going to be us against each other. I'm setting to the left of Andy. Uh, I'm on the right, right in front of Tinsley, because I will defend her for what she needs to be defended for. All right. Did we cover it all? I think we mentioned it all. We mentioned it all. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you guys want to follow us, make sure you guys are subscribed whether wherever you're listening, whether that's SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, Spotify. On social media, we're on Instagram and Twitter by searching at H-O-T-N-B-R-A-V-O-D, hot and bravo Armin, how can people find you? At Armin, M-A-H on Twitter. And I'm at Eddie underscore Strato. And we will see you guys next time.